Hey friends, it is Chrissy Baki. I am the hippie Christian who cares and I call you friends because if you are listening, you are my friend for sure. I am on total overload, probably the Halloween candy talking, but I have been traveling like crazy and as always, I'm a big old hot mess, but I am here and full of lots of thoughts and I think I just need to take it right back to probably the most famous Bible verse and yet I would add in the very next verse as well because I think these two really resonate with what I have to say this week and it's from John 3 16 and verse 17 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him good stuff right so I am home from a two-for-one last weekend I went to Wisconsin Art Education Conference, and then Friday I got done with the conference and drove straight to Minnesota, um, Minneapolis area, um, stayed overnight, did their conference on Saturday, and then drove home. And on my way home from Minnesota, I stopped for gas and got the news that Matthew Perry from Friends had died. So let's talk about art conferences and friends. The death of Matthew Perry impacted me, I think, for a couple reasons. The first is obviously watching Friends, the original seasons, and then re-watching all of the episodes through reruns, you just feel like you get to know somebody, right? And you appreciate that this person has made you laugh. And I listened to Matthew Perry's book and that had an impact and definitely made me think for days after I read it about his struggle with alcohol and addiction which also resonated with me because if you do not know somebody that has a problem with alcohol or drug addiction, you are super fortunate. It is a disease that affects many, many humans. And I love what a counselor told a family member one time. And the counselor said, you don't see an alcoholic addict, you see a person. And I loved that because I feel like I do too. Some of my absolute favorite humans are alcoholic addicts. And I don't look at that as in the same way as how people will 
describe somebody with, you know, like their nose all scrunched up and their lip curled and they're like, yeah, they're like a raging alcoholic. As if all alcoholics are horrible humans. It's just not true. And are there some that are terrible, mean, and ugly? Sure there are, but there's some that are not mean and ugly at all. Is the disease a horrible thing? Yeah, it really is. And does it affect family members and friends? Absolutely. But it is not to be judged. And that's why I think John 3.17, where Jesus says, I didn't come in the world come into the world to judge it. Um, but I came in the world to into the world to save it. And he is in a position where he absolutely can judge us because he is God and he is perfect and we are not, right? But he's saying, hey, I'm here to save you, not to be ugly and unkind for God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So yeah, there's probably a little judgment in terms of we're sinful humans, but he doesn't condemn us for it. He loves us for it. And so my heart hurts for Matthew Perry in terms of his addiction because he didn't choose it. And my heart hurts for a family that has lost somebody to addiction because the reality for all of us that know somebody who suffers from this disease knows that that is a threat. And so to my friends and my family who are recovering and work at it every day, I say, thank you. And I say, congratulations. And I say, keep working hard and keep looking to a God who doesn't condemn you, but came in the world to save you. And does that mean that if you love, Je if you love Jesus, that you're never going to die of this sickness or that nothing bad will happen to you and you'll live for a long, long time. No, when, when God is ready to bring you home, he brings you home, right? And I'm not so sure he's fixated on the cause of death as much as he's fixated on saving us. And so those are the kinds of questions I can't really answer and I'm not all, even sure that my reasoning and theology are accurate. But I keep reading about God's grace and mercy. And I keep reading about a Jesus who came and built these amazing relationships and help heal and save so many and then he died on the cross in an effort to save all of us. And I think that's really like what we're talking about here. Like that's what we got to keep going back to.
So no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you like I've been there before. I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. Let me just tell you, that's an art teacher's life for sure. Um, I think especially post-pandemic, like nobody could possibly tell teachers what it was going to be like teaching after a year of um, shutdown and um, Zoom teaching and all the things that happened and wearing masks and all the things that we went through. Um, I think you get, I think they get pretty frustrated and feel like their job is a joke. And anybody, even if you're not a teacher, sometimes feels like you are stuck, right? And then I'll be there for you. There are people in your life that hopefully are there for you. And um, on good days and bad days, when the rain starts to pour, right? Um, I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. Love this a lot in terms of we all get it. And I love that art teachers teach me that building relationships is so important. And it's important because, especially when you're only seeing people like once a year, and then of course, maybe on social media, right? Same with like classmates, Paul, you know what? My friend Paul and I knew each other in high school on the fringe of each other's, you know, circle but didn't really hang out, didn't really cross over our circles or anything like that. We see each other at a class reunion, joke around, chit chat a little bit, friend each other on Facebook, get to know each other. Paul sees that I have a podcast. He's like, what's that all about? Turns out we have a ton of other things in common. Um, His wife is the cousin of one of my very dear friends. Um, I know his mother-in-law, like, oh my gosh, like I worked with his dad at Woodman's, like crazy stuff, right? Um, that's relationship build though, right? Um, oh my gosh. And you may have heard me mention my sister Susie before, but like she is a relationship builder. Like people come into Walgreens where she works and look for her because they know that she will be an encourager and she will listen to their stories. And that is a really cool thing. Becca um, is a listener who is an art teacher and didn't get to go to the whole conference, but was able to come on the last day. And I didn't even get to a chance to hardly chat with her very much because I had two sessions and then I had to pack up and go, but she left a 
beautiful piece of artwork on my table of me, the hippie Christian who cares, and then wrote a really lovely note on the back. And that's relationship. We met at an art conference. We continue to see each other at that same conference. We friended each other on Facebook and realized we shared faith. And that's a huge thing when you share your faith with someone else. I'm also learning how to understand somebody else's faith and be way more compassionate in terms of not maybe agreeing about our faith. But as we learn how that how we should recognize each other's faith, life gets a little touchy there because we all want our faith to be the only faith you should have. So how do we teach and share our Jesus with someone unless we build a relationship with them and learn about who they are and why they have the faith that they do, why they have the customs and culture that they do, and to understand it and and honor it. You know, um, I listened to two different keynote speakers that spoke about cultural diversity and... Um, sort of anti-racist teaching and nobody in at least I hope that nobody intends to teach racism but sometimes by not fully understanding how you teach something we create a situation where we are not being tolerant or we are not being compassionate or understanding. And here's the thing is that you are who you are and it typically is going to take a whole lot for you to change your faith. And when you love God and you are solid in your relationship with God, your faith continues to build. And it's not as though if you learn about another faith, that it means you're going to convert to that faith. If anything, it will strengthen your faith in this Jesus who comes not to condemn the world, but to save the world. And a God who loves us so much that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him won't perish, but will have eternal life. So relationships and compassion and kindness are sort of my second takeaway from this last round of travel. 
Skeptics will sometimes say that Christians can take anything and t- and, and apply it biblically. And I get it because sometimes there's a stretch. I probably am one of those stretchers. But on the other hand, if you can take anything and somehow apply it biblically, doesn't that actually prove God's point that everything always comes back to a God who is almighty and all-knowing and can take anything in this world and bring it back to him and we learn from it and can utilize that information. Here's the story. God didn't intend for us to die. And so we mourn all loss, whether it's my dad who was almost 89 years old or Matthew Perry who was only 54 and you just think that's so young and because he was so funny and had so much to offer us in terms of this entertainment that he gave us we're just so sad and sad for a family that he left behind And it's not that his death is sadder than my dad's death at 89 or when somebody even dies and there are 108. I don't know what the longest life right now is of what the record is for the longest or the oldest person, but we grieve loss and it is because God didn't intend it. The Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. God didn't intend death. Death came because Adam ate of the tree of good and evil, and the result of that is death. And so Adam and Eve had that, I'm going to say like curse, right? Some people call it that original sin, and now they are sinful people, and from them, the world is created, right? And people are sinful. God gives us this um, choice, this free will, and we just choose the wrong thing. Again, right then and there, God is like, hey, I knew that would happen. I guess that that would happen. I figured it happening. And so here's here's my plan because I do love who I created. So he says, because he loves us so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
So here is the God who tells us when we are sinful, we will die. But don't worry, I didn't really plan on coming to this world to condemn you as much as I did to save you, right? So loss is loss. And does it feel worse when somebody's 54 versus 89? Maybe only because we know that there's more life to live. But I don't know. In a weird way, maybe Michael, Michael, that'd be Matthew. Maybe Matthew Perry is lucky because he's free of alcohol and addiction. He's free of any anxiety that comes with pleasing people. He's free of having to work and having to do all the things. And I know, let's be honest, in a world of, in this world, he was very, very lucky. You know, when you have lots and lots of money, you get a lot of um, things that other people don't have. But it also just shows you too, that money doesn't buy sobriety, money doesn't buy friends, money doesn't buy um, life, you know, it, money just affords you the luxuries of earthly things. And all of that money he earned now goes to somebody else. But hopefully he is making Jesus crack up right now. And maybe he's meeting my mom and dad. I don't know. Um, no doubt, no, no doubt in my mind, my mom would be like, it is so lovely to meet you. Now tell me what you did on earth. She might not even know who he is. My dad would be like, yeah, your jokes are funny, but mine are funnier. So, um, I'm not really sure what my point was, except for the fact that I don't think, I know that God didn't intend death. Death happens because of sin, original sin and sin in this world and our own sinfulness. And I'm not saying that Matthew Perry died because he's a sinful guy. We all die because we're sinful people. Why somebody gets taken home to heaven sooner than others, boy, that we will find out in heaven, and I can't even begin to imagine. And why some deaths are more tragic than others, I just don't think that's an intent of God. And a friend of mine was talking about a car accident that her niece was in that where the niece was killed. Her sister was hurt and the other two um, people in the car were also killed. And she said that the pastor at the funeral said, you know, God didn't cause this. You know, God doesn't say, oh, this is how this person's going to die. Does he allow it? Sure. And is there a 
greater good behind it. I'm doing like this hand gesture to show like, you know, this person sort of raising up from that. Yes, I do believe that God is always good. But sometimes he allows bad things to happen. Bad things to happen to good people and bad things to happen to bad people. Good things that happen to good people and good things that happen to bad people because this is the earth. The rain, remember the rain rains on the good and evil and the sun shines on the righteous and unrighteous. God is in every detail, but not so much in the tragedy part of it. He is there and it's kind of like, I'll be there for you. Like God is there. He is there for us all the time, no matter what. Um, it probably doesn't fit cause I'll, cause you're there for me too, except for the fact that God is saying, when you are here for me, when you have that moment of faith, when you have that mustard seed of belief, I'm here with you. And he's waiting. If you don't know Jesus, he's waiting. And I just think of all the people I know and love that don't know Jesus. And I just want them to know this friend that I have that goes beyond any of the friends that Chandler and Ross and Rachel and Phoebe and Monica and Joey, like Jesus is the ultimate friend. And it's up to us to share that. So think about that this week. Hey, I know this has been a little bit of a weird episode talking about art teacher conferences and Matthew Perry's death and like what does that have to do with the hippie Christian who cares and sharing Jesus but it really it does all come together and I think sometimes when we talk about hard things things that we need to get better at, um, tragedies, um, being open and honest about mental health issues and alcoholism and addiction and what's happening in Israel and why we should care. And not being so selfish on if it doesn't impact you, then it doesn't matter. The whole world doesn't necessarily know Matthew Perry like some of us did by watching him on Friends for so long and isn't impacted because we have an alcoholic in our family or an addict in our family that we know there before the grace of God goes that person. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't care. And so let's work hard to pray for others. Let's work hard to build relationships with everyone, even people that seem unlikable, people who are different than us, and people who have different faiths than us. I think when we talk about how 
we feel, who we love, why we believe the way we do, and, and, and what are the parts that are common, we might come to a little bit of a, a better understanding. And maybe we'll learn by somebody else's faith how to love our God bigger and better and harder and smarter. Let's just pray for that. So work on all your relationships. Hold on to those friends that you love so much. Let them know that. Pray for our friends and our family who suffer from alcoholism and addiction. Pray for Israel and let's pray for each other. And keep praying. God gives me some good stuff to talk about in these podcasts. Love you guys so much and I'll talk to you next week.